Silicon Valley Bank just sold at a loss of $1.8 billion and collapses. Signature Bank. Last year, 2022, they reached an all-time high of $366 per share. Guess how much their shares are worth now, Chase? I honestly got no idea. Zero, and they collapsed. From 366 to zero. To billions, zero. billions and billions of dollars oh of between these two banks. And uh, wow, uh, our country's in turmoil. I mean, the banking system is under fire. The t since those banks have collapsed, the 10 biggest banks in our country have had a total market loss of $165 billion. <laughs> you think that'd fill this room <laughs> with cash? $165 I mean, billion, dollars, seriously? I mean, and everybody's like, it's all peachy. Everything's cool. I mean, I'm surprised there aren't run-ons all the banks right now, everywhere. Wow. I mean, this is, um, we're seeing stuff that, I mean, I wasn't knowledgeable enough at the time, right? But you went through 07 and 08, right? I, I, I sure mean, did. What's the, what is your feeling and what's your kind of just gut reaction to seeing this play out in real time in front of your eyes? Uh, is it almost kind of like flashbacks type of scenario? It scares the holy bejesus out of me, quite frankly, uh, because those are tough times. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I was driving down the street in Laverne with my wife in the car, and uh, we were driving by my bank, and there was a line of people going down the street. In 07? In 07, August of, of 07. And that was my bank. And I, I was like, what's going on? And so I pulled over and I said, hey, what's going on? I, you know, I, they were in line to go in the bank. And the guy looks at me and goes, and my eyes got big. I looked at Rosen. I hit my button, rolled the window up, and slowly drove. I looked around the corner of the bank. There was a chain on the front door of the bank. Wow. And the people were all standing there. And wow. I just kept going, and there was silence in the car as we drove I towards. Mean, how do you even process that, right? I mean, I can imagine. I mean, I I don't need to get into my own banking finances, but like, I can imagine knowing all of my, my life savings or everything that I've been working for uh, is in a building that just chain, that just got chained up, right? Um, yeah, and just the concept of that is scary for most people, uh, and a big reason why is because of the insurance levels. I know we're going to get into that of what the FDIC, the insurance that they carry for a lot of these, uh, a lot of these banks, doesn't seem to quite be enough to today's standards. I know we kind of dove into that a little bit prior to this, but just going back to the Silicon Valley Bank, right? March tenth, March tenth in pre market trading. Going back to stocks, right? Like you mentioned for signature, the pre-trading fell sixty-four percent, and that was after a sixty percent uh, fall the day before. And so, in the course of two days, you're looking at what does that total out to? One hundred and twenty-four percent, or whatever that right. is, right? Right, right. It's an insane number, um, and that's why uh, the investors and the the big money people pulled out. Right, and that's that's what uh, that's what coll collapsed and caused this issue to happen, specifically up in San Francisco at the SVB. Well, you know, uh, to compound matters, to make things even worse, uh, I've got the intelligencer here, uh, which is Wheeling News Register. Uh, their headline is "U.S. Banking System Remains Sound." Treasurer Secretary assures Congress. It's like that's their article. Mm -hmm. They're going to lead with an article. I mean, I. Remain sound. So she's telling Congress everything's sound. Uh, you, we we lost. What did I just tell you? How much do? How much? One sixty five. One hundred sixty five billion in losses, and everything's sound. I mean, what planet is she living on? Mm -hmm. You know. Um, the good news is, I mean, she shouldn't be saying stuff. 
you know, like that. She should be trying to, you know, reassure Congress that, you know, we're going to uh, do everything we can. Um, this is, you know, th- these banks were having specific issues um, and not put, you know, broad statements out yeah, like well, that. that well, there, there needs to be a plan of action, right? That, right. Get, that gets laid out. You can't just, you can't cover something like this up with just a Band-Aid type of statement like you're mentioning. Right. Uh, there needs to be a plan of action laid out for the public eye to be aware of. And that's well, where the assurance and the feeling is going to come from, not just from someone stepping behind a mic saying, oh, don't worry, you know, don't don't look well, too hard. But look, Chase, this is the headline. And it's just, you know, who trusts fake news anymore, right? Yeah. That's fake news. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows it. Americans aren't stupid. The headline, which is like down in paragraph four, should have been, <laughs> th- been that, the Fed is insuring all depositors, including those uninsured funds exceeding 250000 that were protected by federal deposit insurance. Mm-hmm. That's the headline. Everybody that had money in that bank is not losing their money. Mm-hmm. They're insuring, and that makes people feel good. Yep. Not just, oh, look the other way. We're fine. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's it's crazy. Yeah, it is. And in terms of the, the insurance, right, piece of it... Um What's the rate at currently in terms of the, not the rate, excuse me, but uh, the amount that gets in, uh, insured up to? $250,000. And I believe it's, I believe they do double that for a joint bank account for whether you, if you're right. someone uh, else, right. 500, right? I mean, but but it's, crazy, still, it's still two people. You yeah, got 250, exactly. It's 250000 It is, it is. And so the crazy part about that is I know, you, I think you got the stat or you got the, the time frame, but I think the last time they increased that, was back in 06, is that correct? That's correct, 2006. And that was a bump from? 100,000. So it went from $100,000 um, insurance coverage to 250,000 yeah. in 2006, which is almost now 20 years. Uh, we're coming up on the 20 year mark in another two, three years, right? Yes. And they still haven't increased it at all. Or yeah. they, haven't even, they haven't even followed an inflation rate at a bare minimum. Well, well, look at this. In 1980, it went up to 100,000. Mm-hmm. I mean, initially, it started in 1933, where they insured you at 2,500. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. But let's fast forward to 1980. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1980, they were up to $100,000, okay? Mm-hmm. In 2006, which is, I mean, 26 years later, mm-hmm. a quarter of a century, they, they, they decide, let's, oh, we need to up it to 250,000, right? So you're only going to insure me up to two percent more. You're only going to insure me up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Well, that two hundred fifty thousand dollars is not this is not equitable in comparison to two thousand six when that same amount of money was sitting in my bank account, right? So it should, at bare minimum, follow interest. It follow, excuse me, inflation rate. To my opinion, right um, now, everyone's got an opinion on where it should be and where it shouldn't. But I mean, money doesn't go as far anymore. Right, and that's no. just, that's just plain and simple, and that's just kind of how it works. No, it doesn't. So if a dollar was was is now worth, uh, if, if a dollar back then is essentially this equivalent of a dollar fifty two now, we did the calculation. That would mean that two hundred fifty thousand dollars back then, uh, or two hundred fifty thousand dollars now would have been worth three hundred sixty thousand dollars. Yeah, so that's what we're claiming, or at least putting out there, where that rate in right. terms of the difference should potentially be. The insurance level should be close to that three hundred eighty thousand dollar mark, not, I mean, not wh- two fifty. I mean, you know, in in two thousand six. I mean, how many years ago was that? I mean, fourteen to sixteen years yep. ago. Yep. Why can't we get that up to you know four hundred thousand? Mm-hmm. You know, why aren't they insuring four hundred thousand? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, not instead of you know th- this this politician here or this 
treasurer secretary that's just saying, oh, everything's sound. Um, and we're going to ensure all these depositors, you know, everybody stay calm. Mm-hmm. And it's like people aren't staying calm. No, they're not. You know, insure us for what we're insured and stop just blanket insuring people. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and you, you hear all the bitching all the time about, you know, tax the rich, tax the rich, right? But yet when the rich lose money, let's just give them their money back, mm-hmm. right? Why don't, you know, protect the little guy? Yeah. You know, the you know, the guy that has three hundred thousand dollars, his life savings in retirement in the bank at three hundred thousand, he just lost fifty grand. Yeah. You know, um, no, increase that, protect that, uh, which I think should be about four hundred thousand. And what I think I think what this turmoil is uh now bringing to light is the need for people to be educated in what their their institutions that they're affiliated with are investing in, right? right. Because for right. those for those just as an example. SVB right up in San Francisco, the first one that failed and kicked this whole kind of domino effect off. They were heavily invested in the tech industry, which has ties to all over the board, different stuff, right? Where because the tech industry is so volatile, right? Now there's an opportunity that uh, there's not, there's bigger opportunities for issues like this to occur. Um, and if you're not aware where the institutions that you're banking with or that you're associated with are putting their money, you could be at risk because you're just none the wiser as to where your money's going. Oh yeah, you can because this same lady, uh, you know, you can tell I'm not a fan. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you read a, the, I think I this was March 16th. Uh, I, I got an article. It looks like this is a, a CB a NBC. Um, she says not all uninsured deposits will be protected in future bank failures. Mm-hmm. So in one breath. Everything's sound. In future bank failures, we're not going to insure you. Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, we're sending totally mixed messages here, um, and I think it's I think it's insane. And so, um, let's talk about how this bank failed. Just like what you said, uh, essentially, uh, this bank put most of its assets into U.S. Treasury securities. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you would think there's no credit risk, uh, and it sounds safe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, the best yields are usually found on long-term bonds rather than short-term bills, right? The problem with long-term bonds is that when interest rates rise, the value of old bonds that still pay the old interest rate goes down, right? So at the end of 2022, that it, the bonds were worth $117 billion at this bank that they, they purchased for $127 billion. So they lost $10 billion or approximately $11 billion, mm-hmm. which is what you were talking about earlier. And... You know, and there, there were, there's a lot of calculations saying that ed, they edged even south of that. Now, we're, we're talking about the insurance, right, uh, of your money in the bank. And then everybody at that bank found out about that because they're people that usually have, that are rich, mm-hmm. typically follow this kind of news, right? Because they yep. want to know, what, they're going to make sure their money's protected. Yep. If you got millions of dollars in the bank, you're going to follow it. Otherwise, you ain't going to have a million dollars. You wouldn't ever get there, Right. Well, those are the people that went and put the run on the bank. It wasn't the Johnny on the spot with $30,000 in the bank that did the run on the bank. It's the rich people did the run on the bank and they tanked that damn bank. Oh, they, they, they no one, no one is in a stand board of a sinking ship. Right. And so no. they, they, they saw what happened in terms of the stock market. Like I mentioned of, of the pre-markets, uh, sinking the day before the, the, the rate sinking on that as well. And they said, or out of here, you know, they're, they're protecting the piece that they got left. Right. Cause like you mentioned, they're going to, they're going to make sure that they're taking care of their money as anyone would probably in their situation. Right. And that's how 
that's how that process works. And it's, you know, this, the, the, the ship is sinking. Let's, uh, let's jump off before it gets any worse. Well, and, and the bottom line is we're, we're seeing a lot of news articles and there's a lot of fingers being pointed into them investing into woke, uh, uh, you know, putting out woke venture capital money, mm -hmm. uh, companies that didn't have solid business plans. It mm -hmm. was more social plans. Mm hmm. Right. Yep. Um, and there's, I mean, I don't know how much truth there is to this, but I mean, I'm, it's pretty consistent and across the news articles that we're reading is they have ties to crypto. Yeah. Uh, in crypto, you know how volatile that is. And so the bottom line is, uh, you know, this bank, uh, Silicon Valley and signature banks, you know, they just were mismanaged and they, they tanked those banks, you know, th those people, uh, should be held accountable. Mm -hmm. um, and unfortunately, they're just being bailed out. And then let's talk about the third bank here that just recent news here. This bank's not going under, at least not yet. Mm -hmm. um, First Republic secures $30 billion in rescue from larger banks. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and so uh, this bank didn't fail uh, because JP Morgan, Chase, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Citigroup, and Truist. Uh, combined, put $30 billion worth of infusion money into First Republic Bank. Now, I <laughs> uh, I don't have a whole lot to say about that, mm -hmm. uh, but that's kind of scary because here's why. Guess where my what bank I, I bank at? Wells Fargo. So, I mean, I know $30 billion may not be a lot for Wells Fargo. Um, I, I don't know how many billions they put in. They don't tell us in the article. This article is from, uh, I think, CNN. Um and yeah, CNN, it's an article from CNN. Um, and, you know, when's it going to stop? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if she's going to, you know, s s put, speak out both sides of her mouth on, you know, we're going to ensure, we're, we're ensuring everybody, don't worry, the banking system sound, but future bank failures, we're not going to ensure. Um, and then other banks are bailing out other banks and absorbing things. I feel like there's a feeding frenzy going on. Um, but I want to talk about one world government that was in one of our previous podcasts when mm -hmm. we talked about the jack hibbs yep. uh, podcast um one world government circumvents the u.s dollar doesn't it yeah that's what they all want mm -hmm. uh, and why uh because cryptocurrency is not taxable and one world government wants cryptocurrency don't they well yeah they want you want to be able to op openly exchange across borders you want to exchange it all across borders and crypto if it's a crypto type currency it's not taxable how does the how does the irs tax you if you have crypto mm -hmm. yeah, and you're, you're making money, well, it's, based it's, on crypto. De it's decentralized. So it's all decentralized, point. right? And uh, yeah, I, I, it's it's funny because at everybody on whatever side they they talk about, they they want a dollar to be uh, what's it called? Why, why am I? I'll I'll come back to you. Okay. Well, I mean, here, look, uh, uh, this is all you know. Kind of scary stuff. And I think uh, it's not going away. I know we're reacting to the news cycle. It took us probably a week to get to this, but mm -hmm. um, I wanted to see what else was going to happen. I think uh, I think we are stabilizing, I'm hoping. Um, that was a pretty big hit. Uh, yep. The economy has been somewhat uh, uh, strong, I guess you'd say. Some people say we weren't in a recession last year, but you know, GDP went down for, what, every three, four quarters in a row? I mean, that's defined as a recession. Um, and... Uh, you know, was it a super duper hard recession? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but I can tell you what the banks are failing now. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, uh, the, the lesson here before we log off would be, uh, just be aware 
and educate yourself. Um, this is something that, I mean, a lot of people just kind of turn their eye away from because why right, do you sign up for a bank when you're 18 or 19 years old and you keep your bank account there for your whole life? That's actually quite a common thing, right? That right. happens. Right. Uh, educate yourself as to the institutions that you're associating yourself with, both financially and everything else in between, because um, if you're able to track this and if you were smart enough to see where the money may be going, you could probably predict potential opportunities like this of mistakes or failures. And so I think, uh, I mean, I don't, you guys have any kind of final notes before we jump off here? I mean, I, I don't like, I don't like the subject, so, uh, I'm, I'm ready to move on to the next podcast. Cut it short. Cut it short. Um, yeah, well, the links to the articles will be included in the bottom of the, the description. Um, okay. that way, so you can read anybody. For yeah. Read yep. for yourself, source for yourself. Um, we're not just pulling this out of thin air. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Take a look at the articles, like Mackenzie mentioned in the bottom, uh, to see kind of where we're pulling these these numbers from, uh, and put together your own thoughts on it. Right, that's what it's all about. And so, uh, we want to l- thank you for uh, jumping on today. Like, subscribe, hit that notifications button, and share with your family and friends.